0: Yeah. Welcome to the SmackDown preview. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, joined by one of the daily Boys, Michael Sidgwick from What Culture, to look ahead to tonight's episode of Friday Night SmackDown. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts from for daily wrestling podcasts where we not only review SmackDown but also Raw, the show formerly known as NXT Duper. Oh, oh, AW Dynamite, AW Rampage, pay per views, premium live events. We have interviews, round table discussions, and a roundup of the week complete. The Belieger quiz, of course, on wrestle culture. As I said, though, joined by Citrix, look ahead to SmackDown tonight. And the World Cup is here.
1: And they're doing stuff on SmackDown as well. Yeah, it's quite the coincidence that they're doing the World <laughs> Cup at the same time as the World Cup. Look, it's a purpose. Um the purpose of this is just pure engagement SEO SEO just trying to hijack a few uh, hashtags and all the rest of it. It's just a name for a tournament. What does the Victor get it's a shot at uh, Gunther's IC title? Fair enough. It's just a tournament to determine a contender for a championship. Um I was burying Pepe H <laughs> who doesn't get enough criticism, right? Because for the first what four weeks of his tenure. Every single Raw or SmackDown had like, here's a five-way match. And it's like, it's a cheat code of critical acclaim. Give me it. I need it. Um, so you switched it up a little bit. I uh, was like a good tournament. Um, I, matches with stakes in WWE, because so often the matches function to just drive angles. Yeah. They don't there's no need for them to exist in and of themselves because of the way they tell stories. Um particularly with um there only being one um unified world title like these matches only happen there's even more sorry there's even less of an actual competitive reason for these things to happen so as long as it's in the context of a tournament and it's all going to matter i'm fine with it and you know the matches are quite hard to call some of them i don't have a clear winner Mm. So I guess it's pretty good. Yeah, I'm leaning towards Braun
0: Strowman, but then I also don't want Braun Strowman to win because that makes me concerned that Gunther may be dropping the title if it's someone like Braun he goes up against. But, I mean, hey, we get amazing matches thrown up. Uh, Ricochet versus Mustafa Ali we'll get to a little bit later on. That is just going to be an absolute ripper. Um, But one of the other matches uh, is Butch versus Sami Zayn. England versus Canada or... Potentially Samoa, I suppose. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but I suppose this is also part of the wider picture in terms of the Bloodline, the Brawling Brutes, and of course, War Games, which is, God, eight days away, something like that? It's on the Saturday, is it? Yeah, I think so.
1: So it's not... If we were recording this podcast yesterday... Yeah, if we could go
0: back in time. I don't know what that noise would, would sound like if we went back in time. Something like a... Something like that. Let's go back uh, in time. Uh, and... And then it would be, of course, away. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I I I liked the development last weekend. Mate. It's a shame, and I've not really heard anything more about it regarding Kevin Owens's injury because that felt like an obvious thing to do. So for the time being, it still feels like the uh, bloodline have got the numbers advantage. But Drew McIntyre is involved in all this. It's it's destined for war games, isn't it?
1: Destined for war games. I'm looking forward to it on that basis. Are we talking about this match or?
0: Yeah, both let's, let's, or? let's
1: let's build it all into one. Why not? Yeah, absolutely. Um, look, I f- I've forgotten much of what happened on SmackDown last week. Yes. Um, what was the latest in the Sami Zayn, Jay Uso? Is Sami Zayn winning, or is he helping people win, or is he losing? So last week was, of course, the Usos
0: winning and effectively therefore breaking the New Day's record. Yes,
1: so they're all, it's all happy at the moment.
0: Yeah, and and I think Jay was particularly happy because I'm fairly certain Sami wasn't there last week. Um, but, yeah, the Brawling Brutes, Seamus returned, uh, great to have him back, of course, and... Still, the bloodline had the numbers advantage, but then Drew McIntyre came out and the show just basically ended. It was meant to be Roman Reigns' special moment to close the show. Yeah. Um, and he was this close to acknowledging the Usos as the champions that they are. And then the bloody brawling brutes interrupted him and said, Oh, Seamus is back. They all got into it. Sammy obviously makes it a five on four advantage. Um, I don't know. I don't know whether it's. It's going to be one of those things that they are two separate. There's no word on whether Roman will be there tonight. You sense obviously he'll be there for the go home show the following week. Um, and I don't know who the fifth member is now. If, if if Owens is out, for example, who they who they bring in and and where we go from here.
1: Well, later on, Melbourne we'll we can maybe play a game oh. to determine who that could be. Okay, but for now, let's just wrap up the two things into one package. Um, Looking at it, like the laws of. Episodic TV, drama, and all the rest of it. If everything is happy in the Bloodline camp for now, it won't be because that's not interesting TV. (laughs) So on the basis that um, conflict needs to happen, I would put Butch over Sami Zayn here. Mm -hmm. And... um, it feels like we've had a lot of bloodline
0: interference to let them win matches. So you can you can have and Sammy's Teflon Velocis at the moment. Isn't
1: he it? is, but there could be a good storyline ramification here. Like SmackDown's markedly better than Raw. Like it really is. Mm. Um, so what you could do here, and you can have faith in them actually doing some good um, dovetailing adjacent storytelling, shall we say? Mm-hmm. If Butch wins here, right, it gets ever closer to one of the best matches that. Oh, Demonstrably, WWE WWE has in its locker because we've seen it before live, in fact, and that is Butch versus Gunther. Yeah. So that brings us closer to that possibility, which would absolutely rule. Sami Zayn losing could have storyline repercussions on the bloodline because what could happen here is Sami Zayn loses. Jey Uso um, could say something to the effect of Roman either on the phone or via Paul and whatever, and say, look, he cannot be counted on. He's just lost to Butch. Who's going to be in the match with us. Is it all official or all but confirmed that it's going to be that? It's one of those, isn't it, where we all know. There's no one said, well, there's going to be war games. But you're like, oh, that's,
0: that's convenient that there's five people on yeah, each side. So the
1: characters are in conflict with, conflict with one another already, right? Okay, I had, I had forgotten that <coughs> detail. <laughs> um, So Butch... Wins to get closer to the tantalizing prospect. That is Pete Dunne versus Volta under a different name. Sami Zayn losing could compel Jimmy Uso. Again, either on the phone, via Paul Heyman, whatever. We can't trust on this guy. He's the weak link. He's the weak link. One of their boys has just beaten him. This could conceivably happen again at war games. He can't be on the team. He cannot be on the team. And then Roman Reigns could then say, you know what, no. It's one loss, sure it's disappointing, but he's been bang on form. I don't know, he's probably 50-50 like the rest of them, but you know, <laughs> he could say, no, he's a part, he's an honorary oos. They've got five guys. We need five guys. I'm putting my faith in Sami Zayn. So when Sami Zayn does lose it for the bloodline, it gives Roman all the reason to go in a megaloma- megalomaniacal, hmm. explosive fit of rage, of you, God, how have you done this? When I've put my trust in you, personally endorsed you, and you've lost it for us. And then they could possibly do the turn after Survivor Series and build to the Rumble, and then do Sami Zayn and Kevin versus the Usos at WrestleMania. So that's how you can get to yeah. that. And it might even start properly on this episode of SmackDown. Match quality. It should be very, very good indeed. I don't know that Sami Zayn is capable of the specific kind of greatness this match graphic would have promised a few years ago. Mm -hmm. He's not quite the explosive, unbelievable in-ring talent he was. He's arguably better, for WWE at least, um, in the rule he currently is in. I wouldn't expect a four-and-a-half-star match, put it that way, mm-hmm. but something at a minimum very good.
0: Yeah, exactly. These two have no doubt w- will work really well together regardless. I was just thinking there, yeah, the the, the ramifications of this going forward. I think you're right. Butch wins. We go on. I, I didn't even consider the whole, you know, I say the, the Butch-Gunther ramifications or the more likely Walter-Pete-Dunn ramifications. I didn't think of that because I don't know exactly. They haven't really explained... What the brackets are, so we know Braun Strowman and Santos Escobar are waiting in the semi-finals, but we don't know who's going where. Now I suggest that in terms of just, in the words of Seamus, banger after banger after banger, banger. You win. You have the winner of Ricochet and Ali versus Santos Escobar because they're both baby faces, yeah. and you can have a just a ripper in the semi-finals. But that does mean then you get Butch versus. Braun Strowman, although they'll probably do something that takes Braun Strowman. You know, someone carrying Cross will decide he wants to fight him for some, some bloody reason now in another pointless feud for him. Um, so, yeah, I think for the time being, wrestling could be coming home, just like football is going to be over the next month or so. Who Are you doing a bit, or do you actually think England are winning? I think we've got, again, one of our strongest chances in recent memory to win this tournament. Because should we have a little talk about this? Because might as well.
1: SmackDown's a bit boring, isn't it? Might sometimes, well. sometimes it's good.
0: Yeah, I really like Gareth Southgate. I've, I'm, I'm, I'm very much supportive of him. Mainly, I think you know the tactics are one thing, but I also think that people say, "Oh, you know, we should have, we should have won a tournament by now." Well, yes, maybe we should have beaten Italy in the finals. Maybe I don't think if we'd have got past Croatia, for example, in the last World Cup, we'd have beaten France. I think we'd have gotten absolutely taken to school there. But you can't argue with the progression, semi-final, final. final. Next step is a big one, basically. It is. But also, whatever you think about the tactics, the amount of coaches we've had, managers that we've had, that have had all the tools at their disposal and just balls it up and we've gone out to sodding Iceland or whoever it may be, I think he deserves a bit more credit for that and for creating this atmosphere within the team, this real collective unity of no, I will defend my players. And I think the way he's done that through uh losses, through horrific abuse from idiots after certain young, incredibly young players make a slight mistake. Yeah. You know, I really I really appreciate that. And and I think it's it's more in hope than expectation. I think you could easily argue at least four or five teams have probably got a better chance than us, Brazil, France, etc. But I think I'd be really disappointed if we didn't make the quarters or the semis. I think technically we could probably meet France in the quarters, which makes me hesitant to say semi-finals. But it is possible.
1: The national, what's it called? This gimmick name for friendlies? Nations Nations League. League. I don't care about that. The Nations League form is what it is. Um, It's not an indicator one way or the other, um, so I'm not too concerned about that. Um, He's a bit conservative, is Gareth, um, for me. But ultimately, I just think that if this does end in a really unceremonious early exit, I do believe that the next manager who comes in can take this t- uh, yeah. squad because they're so young and he's done such a good job of developing the culture within it, as you say. Um, I don't think we're winning this World Cup. That Brazil forward line Oof. is frightening. Oof. Absolutely frightening. Uh, Neymar Juniors in just incredible form. And honestly, it's a selection it's a poor selection away from being the absolute favourites for me. You has to put Bruno in there. You can't yeah. start Richarlison. No. Um, so, Fred, if, g- if he gets rid of Fred and Richarlison and <laughs> yeah. replaces them with like Vinicius Jr. and Bruno Gimara, then I just think it's Brazil's. Yeah. Absolutely, Brazil's. I might even put a little uh, wager on it, actually.
0: Well, we've got our, uh, our World Cup draw for the What Culture office a little bit later on today. Maybe check out Wrestle Culture later. We'll update you on who, myself, Sidgwick, and Phil Chambers. And who got England in our in our World Cup draw a little bit later on today. But uh, yeah, I think there's, I'll say this, there's more chance of the Smackdown World Cup coming home than the football World Cup coming home. Yeah. And just finally to, to wrap up this point on, on Sammy and, and looking forward and stuff, my brain was going, oh God, maybe Roman doubles down and says, he's actually the team captain for Survivor Series. He's not going to do that, obviously. He's the tribal chief. He is always the captain. But I do like the idea of Jay going, you need to get rid of him because he's the weak link. And Roman saying, I'll deal with it next week. Go home show. We'll sort it all out. And everyone's going. They do that, lean on the thing again of like, oh no. Don't break his heart. Yeah. And he turns around just to piss (laughs) Jay Uso off even more. He says, not only is he in our team for war Games, he's starting the match for us. And then you can actually remind people, "Sammy Zayn's a really good wrestler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Butch. To defeat defeat Sami Zayn though after we said all that butch.
1: You have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host.
0: Uh, Right, let's look at the other other match for tonight then. Ricochet versus Mustafa Ali. I think some people assumed that Ali had switched shows. Probably would be for the best if he did because he's just getting wrecked by Bobby Lashley, it seems, every week. Yeah, spooked by the same guy. On Monday Night Raw. Um, Nevertheless... uh, You talk about cheat codes and multi-man matches to having bangers. We always say this. We said this under Vince McMahon. You could have the worst storylines, and we did have the worst storylines going on, but at the end of the day, after a while, if you put two sensationally talented wrestlers in a ring together and go, you know what, when you get in there, you figure it out. Just make it go about 12 minutes. These two are just going to produce some magic, aren't they?
1: Well, yes, but WWE crowds tend to be Dire. Mm. Absolutely dire. And uh it's weird. I've had this there's a long um drawn out argument about who's to blame? A wrestling crowd or the promoter for not doing enough to convince the wrestling crowd to um come up for certain yeah. things. Like what's going on? Like you'd think after this amount of triple H booking you can just about believe in the talent. That was such a core problem, which is why these crowds started to die under Vince McMahon's stewardship, because from like 20, 15 on, you realised there's no real point in really getting behind someone, I paid the ticket, I like the brand, maybe historically more than I do now, but I'm not going to go crazy, because they don't go hell for leather in the ring, and it's not really worth putting my support behind individual wrestlers, and really cheering for them, um, But surely that should have changed by now Mm -hmm. under Triple H. It hasn't. These crowds are dead. And I just think that this is going to be some pretty damn good action playing out in front of a crowd who don't have any reason to believe in these um, wrestlers. Is that because the history of WWE's terrible modern era is just so bad at this point that it's going to take a while for them to really get into it? Or is it because this is a match between two geeks Mm so geeky that I've not seen anything like it between me and Hamlet used to argue about the NXT and AEW war. Mm. That's the level of geekdom we are talking (laughs) about here. So it's no wonder, like, how could you possibly go, oh, my God, there's Ali. I'm going to go mad for Ali because he's a really good wrestler when you watch Raw on Monday, Mm -hmm. and he's a geek. He talks like a geek. He gets beat up like a geek. He is being... Promoter is telling the audience, I think this guy's a geek and I think it's almost comical and I will create comedic um, set pieces around him getting beaten up backstage and I will job him out to get my monster over. You're not going to buy a ticket to this show to watch him in this incarnation of his character, certainly. And you're not, when he comes out, going to go, oh oh my God, it's Ali. Mm. (laughs) He's just a geek. And Ricochet is not much better.
0: I think Ricochet wins this. I hope so. And I'm I'm hoping, this is my uh, incredibly optimistic WWE fan uh, head talking right now. I'm hoping that this is part of a bigger thing for Triple H, because I'll give him credit. The way he turned around my opinions on Austin Theory, for example, on Raw, gives me hope that, don't worry, he does have a plan for, for certain talents, particularly ones that he's a fan of. And I think Lee is someone who, yeah, who's deserved so much more. We all know about the, the potential that could have been for, what was it, WrestleMania 35 and, you know, the unfortunate time of the injury and therefore Kofi Mania, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Right. you Was awful, unquestionably. Retribution, that was, by the way. Don't you
1: put a butt at the end of this sentence.
0: But. The only good thing that came out of it was nothing. As terrible as it was, patter was patter, and Arlie. You could there was something there with Arlie. It didn't work. Him trying to explain why actually t bar and Slapjack are pretty good names, but I could just sense there's something like he he's got this talent. He, they chucked in the SmackDown hacker bollocks with it all just as a like yeah yeah there you go. So I'm hoping that this is all part of a bigger picture. Him getting. Chucked around by Lashley, it's a, a couple of picture. weeks ag- yeah, a couple of weeks ago on Raw, He got lobbed over a flight case, and that was the end of that. This week he valiantly fought, and then still got beaten quite handsomely by uh, by uh, by Bobby Lashley. I think he's spiraling. I hope this is the bigger picture. He's spiraling. He'll lose here to you know not exactly a mirror image, but someone who's on you know equal skill set and, and 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 talent.
1: So he feels even further behind.
0: Yeah, and then he snaps, and we get. You know, a version, a heel version of Ali that doesn't have to talk with people wearing stupid masks and ridiculous names behind him. Because I do think he's got that edge to his character. It wouldn't work if you did it the other way around, if Ricochet was the heel in all this. But I think, yeah, Chuck Ricochet, Ricochet, Santos Escobar is going to be another ripper. I mean, again, Ali versus Escobar would be good as well. But, yeah, like I say, the theory stuff that happened on Raw makes me think, I do hope there's a
1: reasoning for this. Because otherwise, Ali's just dead in the water. Yeah, we <laughs> might just be dead in the water, to be perfectly honest. And they might not have forgotten that he's publicly exoriated the company and requested his release. And it um, he, he, he can't be any worse than this babyface character. Because I've said a million times on the Raw Review, he's just a dork with cringe, cringe dialogue. Mm. And I'm just. You can't get behind them. It's impossible to get behind uh, a baby face the way they write them. Mm.
0: Um, now, last week, Shotzi was named number one contender for the SmackDown Women's Championship. That was course, a choice. Held by, uh, held by Ronda Rousey. She's going to face Ronda at Survivor Series tonight. She takes on Shayna Baszler, looking, of course, for revenge after Shayna choked her out. You probably know this already. I adore Shayna Baszler. What? And... I really like this new version of her character where she's a heavy for someone who doesn't need it, let's be honest, in Ronda Rousey. My concern tonight is they're going to have Shotzi uh, fluke
1: pin Shayna Baszler to be like,
0: well, if that happens a week on Saturday, you'll be SmackDown Women's Champion.
1: I've got no, I've got absolutely nothing further to add than that. (laughs) That's Exactly what's going to happen. Uh, one I think you might have uh, called us one again. Hey, you just call me Butter, baby. <laughs> on
0: a roll. Get on a T-shirt or something. Yeah. Just have a Christmas. Christmas. But yeah, it's one of those where I... It happened last week and I was like, this is great. Fantastic. You know, shotsy Shotzi, out of all the people, you could have picked... I thought it was going to be Raquel Rodriguez, for example. But you could have picked a, a selection of those people. Not Liv Morgan, because she's been, you know, destroyed by Ronda. Any of those people, and we all go. Well, she's not winning. Yeah. Whoever's facing is not winning. So you may as well just do anyone, almost because yeah, Ronda's wrecking people. Ronda and Roman are going to WrestleMania as champions. We kind of yeah, that's that's happening. Um, so I was like, oh, okay, cool. And then they do the 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 big bit backstage with Shayna. She chokes. Around. I'm like, that's great. And then they go next week, Shayna versus Shotzi, and I was like, oh no, because you can't have Shotzi lose and then be like. Well, she's lost here, but she's fighting Ronda Rousey a week on Saturday, so we'll look forward to that. So, yeah, I think it's fairly obvious. Depressing. I, I'm. I hope I'm wrong. I hope I hit sit here on Monday and and uh, and they've somehow booked this correctly.
1: The match is going to be terrible that it's building to. This one isn't going to be much better, probably worse because of the lack of atmosphere. Because at least Ronda's somewhat over, like somewhat over. She just doesn't feel like Ronda Rousey anymore to me. Just so normalized, it's it's staggering. It genuinely, mm. it genuinely is staggering. I thought Triple H was meant to be a good promoter, but uh, regardless, but yeah, you've absolutely nailed the result. And I'm not looking forward remotely to hearing Michael Cole scream. That's gonna happen. I, what, uh, whatever. Oh, shut up, man. Right. Let's talk about something you
0: are enjoying on SmackDown, and that's of course Bray Wyatt, uh, <laughs> who confronted my favorite guy on SmackDown. La
1: Night Yeah.
0: Uh, quick word, by the way, for Maximum Male Models who are doing some excellent stuff on social media, and yeah, they're still, they're still, I'm still holding the candle for those guys because I think they're they're doing excellent pattern. and I know they're probably just going to be the job squad basically going forward. But my God, what a time we're going to have with them in the interim. But yes, the former uh, leader of Maximum Male Models, now La Knight, yeah, um, got into it with Bray Wyatt last week. He sent another. Targeting—it's such a weird out of everyone to pick. La Knight, a man who could destroy the Bray Wyatt character before he even gets between the ropes for the first time.
1: Maybe it's a test. I don't know. It's weird. Like, ideally, right? Look, I know back in the day when the Undertaker debuted, people took the piss out of him a little bit on commentary. There's always been that element. They didn't do that with Kane. Um, Should have done. Yeah, yeah, yeah would have been great. It's so cathartic. You have to treat this guy seriously. Once his aura has been properly re-established, then you could have someone try and take the piss out of him. But it's fine. You should be secure in that. For now, you want people to sell intimidation and fear of him. And this company remains so harebrained that they've absolutely not done that. The guy, they picked the worst living person to be an extra. In fact, someone dead would have done a better job than that. Security guy,
0: yeah. Production assistant, production assistant or yeah, whatever, delivery guy. I can't remember what he was. He
1: just had no expression. Like I think David Flair has emoted more than this guy <laughs> in this segment. It was absolutely surreal that they picked this guy, and then they've got LA Knight, who's he's either not going to show any fear and banter him off, which doesn't help. Because I don't think Wyatt's an inherently intimidating guy. Like especially after the last however many years of his career. Or they're going to have, maybe the trick is the unflappable, cool, charismatic guy yeah, is going to be the one to show fear. Mm. But then he kill his character yeah. by doing that. So as he said, it's a weird...
0: It felt like such an open goal of just like, oh, cool, feed Drew McIntyre to him because he can have some time off. You know, he's been working nonstop. He's worked through you know, illness and what have you at Crown Jewel.
1: Probably heel turn?
0: Exactly. Takes, go away, come back in the Royal Rumble. Yay, Drew's back. Wait, he's killing all my favorites. Boom, there you go. Have him face any old baby face at WrestleMania. That's him taken care of till April. And yet they've gone, no, LA Knight is the one we want to start Bray Wyatt uh, with.
1: It's unworkable dynamic, this. I don't think there'll be any good in the ring. But then again, if it's not Brian Danielson, it's not going to be... If it's not Brian Danielson or a trios match cheat code, you're knackered when it comes to Wyatt. So I suppose they're not really thinking about it from that perspective. Nor should they. That's not what he's there for. I don't know why he is, but he's not there for that, certainly. But yeah, as we've just said, either LA Knight is going to have to k- kill his act by being scared and frightened. Like, Seth Rollins was murdered as a babyface because he had to sell fear. So literally anyone doing it is not a good idea because supernatural gimmicks do not work. Mm-hmm. I love that there's no comment section for this. People boiling inside when I say this. <laughs> supernatural gimmicks do not work. They can go to Twitter. Oh, never mind. That's not going to be a thing much longer, is it? No, not particularly. And... Yeah, so it's just weird. Ultimately, Bray Wyatt, people selling for him is ridiculous and has, in fact, killed careers. And it's not just some snarky, AEW-leaning critic who believes this. Seth freaking Rollins himself has come out and said working with The Fiend was the death knell of my latest babyface push before this one because you can't get anything on that character. And when Bray Wyatt goes... (laughs) 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 I'm not unnerved The idea is Oh he's this unhinged guy Who has uh, inner demons That maybe be manifested in the Uncle Howdy character And you know he's volatile And his mind's turbulent And (laughs) he's a little bit crazy And you know (laughs) If you look at him the wrong way (laughs) I'm going to head put you I'm not frightened of this at all I'm 37 years old, right? And I'm not frightened by this at all. You know what? I've watched other wrestling beyond WWE. I've seen dudes historically with a real unnerving presence. New Jack is a scary guy. Yep. Even in the modern era, when Kota Ibushi enters that kind of sadistic, no-selling, I'm gonna hit you as hard as I possibly can. Still pulls it because he's a wrestling genius. That makes me feel a little bit like, oh, here it comes. Mm. Don't do that to that guy. With Bray Wyatt, I feel nothing. I don't think he's got any presence. I don't think he's got any intimidation factor. No menace. I don't think he plays the part, credibly, of a guy who's volatile, who's a bit creepy, who could explode at any moment, and you don't want to be there when it happens. I honestly do not get it, and I will never get it as long as I live. And his performance in that LA Night segment... Like, he just talks like people don't talk. He, <laughs> who, <laughs> I don't find it unnerving or unsettling at all, and I'm looking forward to burying it, quite frankly. <laughs> Look, I'll keep an open mind. If Bray Wyatt ever scares me, I'll tell you about it, yeah. right? Don't hold your breath. I loved his entrance at
0: SummerSlam, for example. When he first fought Finn Balor, when he was first The Fiend, you are like, this is, I don't...
1: I, the entrance was awesome. Then the bell rang. Yeah. But now, even that. before the bell, rang, bell rings, it's not up to much. Genuinely. Well, let's cheer ourselves up with a quick game before we wrap
0: up. It's time
1: to play, time to play the game!
0: And that game is, of course, doo-doo, 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 who's the fifth member of the team with the Brawling Bruce and Drew McIntyre to
1: face the bloodline at War Games? In the event that Kevin Owens is injured. Yes, uh, and of course... Which uh, we hope he isn't, and realistically... We think, we're wrong, yeah. I think there's been a report that all but confirms that he's just going to work through it. He's yeah. scheduled for the tapings and, indeed, Survivor Series. But just for fun, just for fun, maybe they'll reevaluate the knee yeah. and hope. It's not fun. The idea of Kevin Owens not being in this sucks because Kevin Owens rules and the storyline implications of him interacting with Sami Zayn rule yeah. harder as well. But that's it's just for fun. But as we know, if
0: WWE loses someone from a big show, they often replace them with a nice surprise. It wouldn't just be, oh, all right, bollocks, uh, we'll get... Uh, uh, Mustafa Ali or whatever joining the team, they'd pick a legend, wouldn't they? Which is why I've got the WWE alumni page yeah, open yeah. in front well, of Yeah, well, they me. picked Kurt Angle the last time. <laughs> yeah, gratitude. So I've I've got it open in front of me. I'm scrolling through now. When you're ready, tell me to start picking on between one and four. And that is our official pick as to who will replace Kevin Owens if he's injured, we hope he's not, uh, against the bloodline at Survivor Series. So it would be the Brawling Brutes, that is Ridge the Fridge, Butch, Sheamus, Drew McIntyre, and...
1: Is that be?
0: Oh wow! Okay, again. Sometimes we have to. If it's you pick the wrong number here, we'll just we'll just do a re-roll because some people
1: uh, can't physically be there.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's one way of putting it. Two. <laughs> right. Okay. Well, we're not doing that one. It's it's. I don't know why he's on. Oh, I suppose, No, technically, yeah, I get that. It was Dexter Loomis you picked there, <laughs> which, which makes sense because he's not officially. <laughs> But not that. So we're not picking that. That doesn't count. count. We're starting again. Starting again from now. Okay, I'm scrolling through the page. Tell me when to start.
1: Step. Right, okay. Four.
0: I mean, not this one either. We'll do it again. (laughs) Because you picked Jackson Riker.
1: Oh, God, no.
0: Third time lucky. I'm scrolling through the alumni page. Our pick to join Ridge the Fridge. Butch, Sheamus, Drew McIntyre against the bloodline is... Stub two. Yes! Yes! A thousand times yes! Because you, Michael Sidgwick, have picked... Well, I mean, it'll be a surprise, but it he could make it work. Because, picture the scene, Rolling Brutes, Drew McIntyre, and they point to the entranceway and they say, you think the numbers, numbers game's going to beat us? No, we've got a fifth member for War Games. We'll see you next Saturday. Because joining us is going to be Naya Jones! <laughs>
1: <laughs> so there's a
0: story there. I don't know what it is, but there's a story.
1: Yeah, she should be on the other <laughs> team? Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Oh, what is sec- wait a second. <laughs> Sammy's on the wrong side. Didn't, didn't I, uh, how's that going to work? Dunno, but uh, she's got into it with people from the Shield before, let's not forget as well. So there's a bit of lore there. LTST. 10 years ago today, wasn't it? The stomach. Yeah. Never forget. There we go. Uh, right, well, that's <laughs> made me really interested in tonight, now tonight. Let us know your thoughts ahead of tonight's show uh, on Twitter, if it's still uh, around when this uh, podcast goes out, at WhatCultureWWE. Watch, well, actually, you can follow both of us. You can follow uh, Michael Sidgwick at M. Sidgwick. Follow me at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at what Culture WWE. And make sure you subscribe to what Culture Wrestling uh, wherever you get your podcasts from. For Daily Wrestling Podcast, myself and Sid will be back a little bit later on today to look ahead to AW Rampage and. You've got WrestleCulture with a hashtag Quiz coming your way later on today as well. But for now, this has been the SmackDown Preview. My thanks to Michael Sidgwick. Thank you for joining us. And we will see you soon. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter.